Welcome to Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, and I'm all about helping women entrepreneurs get connected. We live in a society that benefits from women being disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from each other, often at the expense of our financial, physical, and mental health. And that really pisses me off. I believe the key to dismantling those systems of oppression lies smack dab in the collective power of women. I've made it my mission to help remove the obstacles that keep us separate so we can join forces, build more wealth, and make a bigger impact together than we ever could alone. These are the conversations that will get us there. Who's coming with me? Welcome back to Ravel Radio. If this is your first time, welcome. Our very first guest ever here on the show was Miranda Von Fricken. Whoop, whoop. And we talked about- Welcome, Miranda. She's back. She's back. Teaser, she's back. Um, and we're going to talk about what she's been up to since we last spoke. And she's got some really exciting stuff going on. And she was just a really fun person to talk to. So she's back. Welcome. <laughs> And this is the one we could just be completely crazy on, right? Like we don't have to hold back at all. This is the uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it's like all all the time, all the time. <laughs> this is the after hours podcast. I yeah. Know. So so what's what's been going on? I, well, I know, but tell everybody. Well, okay. First of all, for anybody who didn't catch the very first episode, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay. So I'm Miranda Van uh, I do all things LinkedIn. I mean, literally LinkedIn, personal branding, self leadership. So with that said, I live on the LinkedIn platform, obviously, but I'm also a new author. I wrote a book based on my brand called Own Your Awesome, being trademarked. And um, I this book is called Own Your Awesome on LinkedIn. So the first book that's coming out, it's going to be a series. It's all about owning our awesome on LinkedIn. It's being 100% completely who you are, no matter what you do, whether you're an entrepreneur, an executive hiring manager, a student entrepreneur, doesn't matter. I go through all the different levels of like who we are and where to really shine the light on our awesomeness in order to increase our reach. Um, the the tagline to the book is there's 1 billion users, but only one you. And that's really uh. kind of how I roll. Um, so there's a link out for pre-ordering. It should come out in April. And I think it's going to be the thing that just changes everything for me. And there's so many things that led up to that since we last spoke on the podcast. <laughs> okay. So what's what's been going on that led up to this moment where it's like you're kind of at a major pivotal yeah. moment? So I don't remember the... Did you remember the month we talked? It was last year. I could look it up. I don't That's remember exactly, but let's say it's I don't been, remember if, if let's say it's been nine months yet. ago. Oh, I don't shit. Think okay, you, knew, you didn't know Vinny yet, I don't think. No, not that Vinny. Is that what my you brother, said? Oh, you but no, no, Vinny. no. You had not lost Vinny yet. Okay, okay. So I think that's what was the catalyst to what's actually, we can go back even further to the summer, right? So the summer of 2023, I started feeling kind of, kind of like uh, uncomfortable, disgruntled, if you will, <laughs> with a piece of my business. Um, I started feeling like it just, it wasn't for me anymore. And I did a human design reading with uh, Allison Cullen of the You Do Woo podcast. She is someone who was brought to me through my intuitive coach. I have an intuitive coach, Jess Perillo. She's amazing. We actually grew up together. Um, and now I swear to God, she's psychic. She won't claim this, but she's very in touch with our intuition and the infinite source that we are a part of. I call it God. I think she does too, but she often says universe or spirit guides or source. Um, but it's all the same to me. And 
And so when I was talking to Jess in our mastermind and I got connected and did my human design reading. Say her name again, Allison. Cullen. Cullen. C-U-L-L-E-N. Her podcast is You Do Woo. W-O-O. Yeah, super cool. You're welcome. And you're welcome to everyone listening who finds her. Um, and Jess Perillo, she doesn't have a podcast yet. I'm going to convince her to do one, but she's amazing. She's on Instagram. You can follow her there too. Um, so I think it's Jess Lynn, L-Y-N-N Perillo on Insta. So I did a human design reading and one of my charts, I don't remember all the deets. I'm a 6'2 Manny Jenny for anyone who knows that language. And I think it's hilarious that we talk like that now. <laughs> I'm a 5'3 oh, man- generator, like, not a manifesting generator. I'm just a generator. Uh, just, there's just nothing in this world, girl. Once you're open to it, there's nothing just about it. Let me tell you. But so <laughs> this is what happened. I And it was summertime and I was feeling myself. I was out grounding as I normally do in my grass with my as bare feet. As one does. As one does when they're awesome. <laughs> And I was talking because it came with some boxer coaching after the reading. So I'm messaging her back and forth. Like, I'm meant to be a millionaire. I don't know where it's coming from, blah, blah, blah. She's like, do you have a podcast? You should use your voice because my voice, whatever, was lit up like like a firework, she said. So she's like, you need a podcast. And and it was a Friday. And I was like, yeah, sure. I need a a podcast. Sure. Like, it's on my to-do list someday, right? Like, with getting a new CRM, updating my website, you know, like getting quick On the big fat list? On the big list? list. Yeah. (laughs) That are big... Get shit done list, right? But I'm busy. She's like, no, Marin, I'm serious. Like this podcast will be the catalyst to a lot for you. I said, all right. She, I go, well, I already know that. I have a name for it already. It's called Own Your Awesome. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I just haven't recorded it yet because if you recall, tech is not my jam. <laughs> like I have a really hard time doing tech. And she was like, are you kidding me? And I go, what do you mean? And she's like, tech is what's stopping you? She's like, go to this website, go to Canva, and use your voice notes on your phone, the voice memos. And she's like, three steps. That's your tech. It's as janky as you can make it. (laughs) She's like, most people, you just got to get it out. She's like, the tech will come. She's like, just get it out. It's Friday. She goes, do you think you can get it out by Monday? Mercury was just getting out of retrograde, I think. And she said something about the tech. It'll be perfect on Monday based on like the lunar whatever's and the stars and there's all aligned for Monday for me to come out. I was like, that's a little much. So long story short, Monday I started my podcast. So funny. <laughs> and hey, that Mercury thing really matters, okay? Like I mean I mean you know a few of my friends and I talk about Mercury being in the microwave. I do when, yeah like, I, <laughs> I hear that too. When shit's hitting the fan, Mercury is in the microwave and there's a, a pretty good like jokes and there's memes everywhere about it. So I know it's not just us. But um but I'm semi new to this world, right? Like of the the retrogrades and the mercuries and the all the whatever all the things I'm new to it but I'm like super embracing it over the summer it's like oh this is amazing it's like I feel like a part of me like had been like chipped away the hard part of me kind of got chipped away over the summer and a little bit of the light came in with the the awakening of this whole world right like the manifested generator stuff like learning about myself like it was amazing so I did the podcast, started feeling myself. I actually, what I say is burnt down my business because I realized what that shit that was messing with me and I didn't want to do it anymore at that part of my business. It just wasn't, it wasn't serving me and I was starting to lose my voice. Mm-hmm. And that was a problem. So I write content for other people and I manage their LinkedIn presence on the platform, companies, individuals. And at that point in time, I had been managing eight different people's 
presence on the platform, including my own. So as you can imagine, channeling other people, their business, their ideal clients, using words they would use, writing three posts a week for them for for eight people was, it was like mind, it was like really messing with my voice. I was starting to lose who I was and what I had to say. You and I have, you and I have talked about this too. And yeah. Anyone who has had this issue, please reach out to me because I want to have more conversations about this because I was a content writer for so many years and I would take on like I'm writing for insurance companies. I'm writing for freaking health foods. I'm writing for fitness gyms and like I just all these different people all the time. And eventually kind of got to you get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, what do I I don't even know what I I don't even know what I sound like anymore. I sound like a (laughs) mishmash of all these people, but it's not me. Right. Yeah. So that's what was happening. So at that time, a few contracts were renewing and I decided I wasn't renewing them. I loved them, blessed and released them, gave them other options, told them I would train them and I would help them or teach them or even edit their own words. So I ended up getting down to like two or three out of the eight. A couple other people were like, all right, no problem. Thanks. I'll have my Instagram girl do my LinkedIn too. And I wasn't even going to argue it. I was like, have at it. And so I felt really good for two months. My business kind of cut in half, right, financially, but I felt so expanded. Like the the world was my oyster, so much possibilities. I may not have been bringing in money, a lot of money. In those two months, I still brought in enough to like live my life. But like it, what I wasn't even nervous about where is the rest of it coming from or what am I going to do next? I just knew this was my time to figure it out. And I felt very blessed to have that chance. And then my little brother passed away in August. And so it, it shattered everything I knew. And, and I don't know, if, I think you know this, this is the second little brother that has passed away in a matter of five years. Yeah. First one was a random home accident. Second one, he died from a heart attack, long form COVID. It was, and it's something my family is really leaning into with the Heart Association and trying to pass some laws and trying to educate people on the effects of of long COVID. He had it three times. Once was really bad. And then as time progressed, a year later, when they did his autopsy, he had the heart of a 91-year-old. And they said it was due to COVID, 100%, you know, diagnosed as COVID. Um, And that's what ate his heart away, essentially. And he died. He was 21 years old. He graduated college a month before that, walked across the stage, big celebration, just got his first job and had the love of his life. Like everything looked like, like the world was his oyster too. And then- one day, he it was his girlfriend's birthday trip. He was in Connecticut. He woke up, got a glass of water, laid down because he had some heartburn and then just never woke up. And so obviously, my whole world changed again. Yeah. You would think one God takes one brother. And I know it's not like he's taking them. But to me, it's a little bit it like, feels like when you, it feels like it. When you lose one, it's it changes everything. And then you start to heal from it in time because I think there there is healing and love after grief. There is life after loss. Um, but then you get hit again with it five years later with the youngest brother. Hey there. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to pop in here real quick and say thanks for being here. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got a special treat for you. You can now get early access to the full uncut Ravel Radio episodes, as well as bonus conversations exploring everything from feminist entrepreneurship to neurodiverse business strategies. It's a little bit like being a fly on the wall for a really juicy conversation. And it's free. All you have to do to get the inside scoop is subscribe to our private podcast called Unraveled. To get access, just visit RavelCollective.com slash Unraveled to sign up and start listening. 
The link is in the show notes and I hope to see you there. But anyway, so all of that led to this huge awakening and I just really leaned into the to the mastermind, the girls I work with yeah. and my biz besties and you and Danielle and Sam and all my girls. Like I just, I started sharing like crazy things, 14 minute boxer messages. <laughs> I just started sharing and it was, people were like, wow, holy shit, that's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do with it? And I'm like, I'm writing a book. And so I've been talking about writing a book forever. I've been in people's books, always a chapter, never an author. It's kind of like always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> yeah. Always a chapter, never an author. So I'm now finally an author. And I, on January, well, December 31st, my, my coach had said to me, uh, the whole group of us, uh, we want, I want you to make a cosmic ordering list. Like, what are you calling in? What are you leaving behind in 2023? What are you bringing with you? What are you calling in? This is an exercise I've done for years with my clients, but something was different now that I had been so awakened. Right. Like, mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, let's do it differently. Wrote a list of what I'm getting rid of, burned it outside. That's a hilarious story. Um, <laughs> I almost missed the deadline because I was, I was uh, moving. <laughs> I was in the middle of like really releasing some shit. <laughs> I just, I was like physically affected by this list I made. And um, I burned the list at like 1159. It was hilarious. Kissed my husband at midnight and started making the list of what I was calling in now that it was 2024. And so this list, I was only supposed to like figure out 2024. But for some reason, my mind, I like blacked out and just wrote through to 2025 to the end of it. And on 124, which was January 2024, I had like laid out the blueprint for what I was going to do for the next 24 months, essentially, not month by month, but just like write the book, get more like speaking gigs, more workshops, write the second book, get on bigger stages about like Christianity and spirituality. And like, I want to be Joyce Myers when I grow up. And so like, there was just like, it was this path that was written so clearly. And this would bring in X amount of money. And this would bring in X amount of money. And then I can get rid of this side of my business. And by the end, 2025, it was, um, so on, on October 1st, 2025, was it 2024? I think it was 2024. I was writing the second book to lead me into 2025, which would have eventually ended in a million dollars. It was like a whole thing. And I was like, I don't even care about a million dollars, but who doesn't want to be a millionaire, right? But for right. some reason, right. my mind went to, this is the first million. And so it was with the Own Your Awesome book brand and then into more of a spiritual business versus LinkedIn. Although LinkedIn is what got me there and it's my business now, which makes complete sense that it evolved as I do. Um, so I tell my, my next mastermind, I tell my, my intuitive coach and I'm telling the girls and they're like, oh my God, she's all into like angel numbers. And I'm not, I wasn't like into that yet. And so I did have one number, like when I look at the clock and it's 10.01, that to me, Something bad happened at 10.01 like many years ago. And I, it would remind me every time I saw 10.01 on the clock. And so I needed to change that. And so at some point in my life, I had said, no more. 10.01 is now going to be when God's saying hi to me. And it's it's no longer bad. I've healed from that, whatever happened originally. And now it's going to be something good. Now it's God saying you're healed. It's confirmation. So now whenever I see 10.01, that's like my God number. And that apparently is like angel numbers to like other people. And I was like, all right, that sounds good to me. I tell my group about what's happening uh, with the book and the million. And my my friend goes, what's the first thing on your list? And I said, um, write the book, you know, before or on January 
24th, 2024, because that's the day somebody had um, created a post for me about when my book was ready to launch. And so it was 124. So I was like, I'm just going to stick with it. It's already out in the universe, 124. Let's stick with it. She goes, okay, so 124, you have to write the book and it leads to the million dollars. And I said, yep. And she said, what was the next big mile marker? And I said, you know, and October was the book. And she goes, oh, so 10.01 was the next book. And I was like, what? And she's like pulling out all these numbers that I didn't actually realize. That's my God number. And that's the number we had decided, like it was already put out in the universe for me. So we took that as a sign and it was on January 1st, 2024. So it was very obvious that I had to finish that book January 24th. And if I did on January 24, write the book, then it was going to end with a million in 2025. So I finished the book January 24th, cried like a baby when I wrote the last sentence. Like, and from that point forward, January 24th, it hasn't even been a month yet. Crazy things have been happening to me. And I think it's because I finally fulfilled a promise to myself. Like I, Mm. I did something that I said I was going to do because that thing was going to lead to the biggest thing. And it was like the the evolution of my brand and my business and not proof, like a million dollars isn't proof. Like I didn't want a million dollar check, but it was like in the next two years, I'll do the math and it'll add up to a million. And to me, like, I don't know, for some reason in in my world, a million dollars is cool. (laughs) It wasn't like 20 million. It was just the one. I just need the one, you know, and it was more like, you know, spiritual proof kind of thing for me. Um, And it it was, everything has been crazy. There was a lotto situation. I don't know if I told you that, but that's a whole fucking thing. Oh, you told me. Yeah. Like can, you just, can you just give the cliff notes on that one really quick? Because that, yeah, that's so pretty that was one of the 15 funny. minute boxers. Yeah. Cliff notes version. It's 122 in 2024, January 22nd. I'm still writing this book. I'm almost done. I know I've got two days to write it. I walk into a, a Stewart's, which is big here. It's like a coffee convenience store kind of thing here. Um, and I go in, I never have cash on me, but I, I walk in to buy something for my daughter. And she's like, mom, look like the lottery is 12.4 million. Well, 12.4 is 124. So now I'm programmed that 124 is my number. Um, and so it being pulled on January 24th. So on January 24th, 12.4 million will be the number somebody would win. And I'm like, that is too coincidental. Especially if you like numbers, you're like, everybody in my group bought a lot of ticket that day. They were like, holy crap, like this is it. Well, I go on and write the book. Actually, I had a dollar cash on me because the ticket I bought, it's normally $2 that I buy. This lotto that I've never played before was only $1. And I happened to have a dollar in my pocket of a jacket I never wear. So I was like, how? This is too, this is too perfect. So I buy the ticket. We go about, I say a little prayer, bless and release. Well, I write the book on the 24th. I cry. It's a whole thing. The next day, my coach boxes with me and says, hey, did you check your ticket? And I was like, oh, I forgot I bought a lotto ticket. Let me look. I got three of the numbers. And when you do the math, and I'm, I'm freaking out, but I've never played that lotto before. So I wasn't sure what that actually meant. So I look and it means I get 6% of the sales. And I do the math and I did the math for 1.24 million. And I was like, oh, wow, that's $73,000. Like, that's amazing. Oh my God, freaking out, blah, blah, blah. And my friend goes, girl, it's 1.2.4. Do the math for 12 million, not 1 million. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I start like crapping my pants. I do the math. It's like $720 million or (laughs) $720,000. And we start freaking out. I was like, you got to confirm this. I sent a picture of the ticket, the link to the website. I don't know how many people want it at this point. So it may not actually be the amount, but 
in my head, I won 700 and something thousand dollars. And Mm -hmm. I had a full calendar that day. I had to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going live on LinkedIn. I had like four different coaching clients. Like it was a Thursday and that's the day I packed my calendar. And it was, I was like, I got to go to work. And she's like, what? You don't got to work. You're a thousandaire. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is crazy. So long story short, I go about my day because I don't have time to go confirm it thinking that I I won this much money. I haven't told my husband yet. I haven't told anybody yet except for my one my one friend who I'm like, I'm paying for that Durango girl. Like she just bought a Durango. Uh-huh. Like, it's on me, sister. Like I'm freaking out. I'm like Oprah. Everybody gets a Durango. It was hilarious. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't that much money. I had like a 20 minute break at one point, but I didn't want to leave the house to go confirm. So I mapped out what I was going to like do with this money. Money. Granted, not consulting with my husband at all, but that's okay. It's my money. <laughs> so I end up paying a bunch of debt off, tithing and doing a bunch of stuff, um, giving some away here and there. And then, oh, we sold the house. It was a bunch of different things. I ended up with like 50000 left in the bank, which doesn't sound like a lot. But two weeks prior, I had said my husband and I were having a money conversation. And I said, if I could just be debt free and have like 50 grand in the bank, I, I would feel very comfortable, like personally, not my business, like personally, mm-hmm. I'd feel very comfortable. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then you just kind of invest and expand from there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah absolutely. So when I did the math, I was like, oh, my God, like it's what I asked for. I finished the book on 124, the freaking lottery on 124 for 124 million. And then the balance is the 50,000 that I asked for. It was everything was like leading to this is the universe providing for me because I was specific. I did what I said I was going to do. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I now think I'm a magic person. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> I am creating this world that I want to be my reality. I, I like bought into all the hype that would come with this scenario. Finally, the half a day goes by and I go to the Hannaford and I, I'm like, I couldn't even walk in the building. I said to my, I called my friend. I was like, I can't, I, I don't want to leave this feeling that I'm magical. So I recorded in Boxer exactly what I was feeling. I like sent myself a message. Don't forget this. It's, it was like this weird anticipation. It was like right before an orgasm. <laughs> Like, you know, it's it's so fucking good, but I want to stay right here. Like, that's what was happening. (laughs) That's where I was, like, in my mind. And so I was like, fuck it, just go. And I, like, did, like, a Mel Robbins 54321 and opened the door. And I went in, and I'm walking through, like, the pasta aisle to get to, there's a grocery store, to get to the machine. Well, there's no machine. I'm like, weird. So I say to the lady, and I live in a small town, so it's Patty. Like, I knew I knew the lady at the register. And I go, Patty, is there a scanner for this for this ticket? She goes, oh, yeah, let me get somebody. And I go, no, 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 it's got to be you. And she's like, oh, what do you mean? And I was like, it's a lot of money, Patty. It's a lot of fucking money. And she's like, oh, my God, really? Let me just cash these two people out, blah, blah, blah. She does. We, like, look at each other. Like, we're both, like, red in the face. She's like, holy shit. She goes to the thing. She's like, come around the counter. Let's look together. She scans it. It says I'm a winner. It was $1. <laughs> $1. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like in shock, like shock. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, yeah, you want a dollar. Like that's, she's giggling because she didn't just spend the last four hours realizing I can now create my reality. (laughs) This story kills me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to join our private podcast, Unraveled. That's where you'll get early access to the raw, unedited Ravel radio conversations, as well as bonus content. It's totally free and easy to subscribe. Just visit RavelCollective.com slash Unraveled to sign up.